Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. Okay, I, so I get to preach today, you guys. This is so fun. I'm so excited. I love when everybody goes away and they're like, who can preach? Oh, will you please do it? That's great. No, um, Kurt and Emily, they are away and getting some like great break R&R rest adventure as if you know them at all. They're probably going to climb 100 mountains and during their break, which does not feel like I look at that and I think that is not rest. You know, but to each their own, right? We all replenish in different ways. But um, yeah, they're out this week and next week. Um, and it's just going to, it's great that they're doing that. We love them so much. And um, that they have a team of people, like Adam was saying that this morning. When you can build a team of people that you can literally say, I'm out. And everybody's like, cool, we got this. It's, um, it really is amazing for everybody involved because it's a reflection of the kingdom, you know? Um, not one person's got it all together ever, right? One person is needed to hold it all together ever. It's a team. It's a body. So it's exciting. Um, yeah, so I got asked last week if I could, you know, come in and preach. And so, you know, I prepared this incredible message for you guys. I mean, you would have all been amazed. <laughs> Just joking. No. Um, and I had it all ready. And then I sat to like, okay, Lord, what else do you want to say? And he's like, well, it's not that. So, <laughs> I was, okay, great, thank you, God. Um, so, yeah, so I have a different type of message for you. It's not going to be a big sermon and have my five points. It's really uh, more of a story. Because when I was praying for um, you all, our church, um, in regards to this message, I felt like God had some more encouragement. And, um, and so I am really just going to take, take some time to share our adoption story um, because, well, there's a couple different reasons. Um, one, I felt like there are people in this room who are contending for things, and you have felt like you have been contending for a really long time, and you're getting tired. And, um, and I felt like God wanted to say, it's, it's worth it. Keep contending. Keep fighting. Keep believing, right? You get to the end of your faith so you can lean into his faith right? Because faith isn't faith unless it's tested, right? We don't really know what believing, right, what God is saying and being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see until we get to the end of it, right? Because it's so easy to be like, yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can believe it when we actually get to see it and believe it. And then we get to a point where we're literally like, I don't see it. I don't know if I believe it, you know? And it's like, that's actually where you get to grow your faith, right at that end, where everything inside of you is poured out and empty, and that's when we lean into his faith, right? His faithfulness and the gift of faith, you know, which we know is one of the gifts of the Spirit. I don't, I don't have it anymore. And God's like, well, no, I do, and now I can give you a gift to believe more, right? So there are things you have been contending for, and part of this is keep contending, keep believing, keep going after it. Um, you know, another thing is, I do. I've been feeling this a lot for our church recently, is that we, God's going to start giving us opportunities to be the answer to our own prayers. Where, you know, we've been praying for something, and then there's an opportunity for, for us to actually be the answer to it, right? For our own prayers, and also to be God's answer for other people's prayers, 
right? There's something coming. There's more opportunities. There's things that, are, that God is saying, it's time. You're going to step into something new. There's going to be something where you are literally going to be my answer to somebody's prayers, my answer to what they need. And so this is part of that whole thing. Um, and then the next one is, I do also feel that there are people in the room who have been like, maybe should we adopt? We don't know. Well, yes. I'm not, I mean, you have to ask the Lord about it. But when I was praying about it, and I was like, okay, what story? What do you want, God? Well, share the story. And, um, and because there are some of you that have been, maybe that's for us. Maybe this is something God's calling us to. You felt the stirring in your heart. Now, I'm not saying yes or no, and it's tomorrow. I'm just saying take this as a confirmation to keep pursuing that. Keep pursuing that, that you know, stirring in your heart. It might be fostering, right? It might be adoption. I don't know what it is, but I do believe that as a church, if you're, if you're part of this church, you know, we have a value on adoption, right? We have a value on caring for, you know, foster children, those, the, the orphans that are out there, right? Like, this is something we know God has called us to do. We did this respite event just last week, right? I mean, who was part of that? Where you gotta, you gotta help take care of other children for a short period of time so their foster parents could go have a break, right? Like, that, this is who we are. This is a, a bit of who we are. It doesn't mean everybody in this room needs to go adopt, but maybe. Um, <laughs> um, but no, just to continue to, to say this is who we are. This is what we're doing, right? And there are a lot of people in this room who have stories of adoption and probably better stories than even mine, um, and I would not be surprised because it is one place where, I mean, we've been all over the world. We've done ministry. We've done missions. We've done things, and we have show, seen God show up in great ways, but this is one of the times where I was like, everything in the kingdom is for this. Like to watch God show up. Now, there was battle. Oh my gosh, there was a battle around it. But there was so much there too. And um, I love what uh, Leslie said about uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? And so part of what I wanted to open up with was this, this contending piece of there are times where we do get to the end of our, ourselves, right? There are times where it just gets to be too much. There's too much going on. We've fought and we fought and we've stood and we've stood and nothing's happening, right? And we're just like, Lord, what is this? What's going on? Well, there is this time where we all do get tired. So like the example I'm going to use, which I think ties into hope deferred makes the heart sick, is also the, is the Matthew 25, the 10 wise virgins or the 10 virgins, five wise, five foolish. Okay. So I'm going to read that to you guys. At the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oils, oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Okay, you're contending. God's promised something. And what the heck, it is taking a really long time, right? Like, why is it taking so long? Why aren't, isn't the breakthrough coming? Why isn't something happening? Well, there's not a lot of explanation in the why. It just is stated this is real. It just happens. And by the way, every one of you, wise, foolish, prepared, unprepared, you know, mature in the faith, young in the faith, you're going to fall asleep, Right? We're, we're all going to fall asleep because we all get discouraged. We all get tired, right? 
And there, there are some that have learned, I'm going to store up, but what does that actually look like? What does it look like to store up? Well, one example of this that I will get to in just a minute as I tell this story is we believed God that we were supposed to adopt. Now, I heard God when I was a little girl about adoption. Like, I literally badgered my parents for years because I was sure they were the ones who were supposed to adopt. <laughs> and also, I'm an extrovert, and so I needed more than just my sister um, to keep me entertained, you know, or whatever. But I, I just had this thing in it. So uh, we get married, and I mention it to Greg, my husband, right away. Hey, by the way, this needs to happen. Now, he did not really have a heart to adopt. He hadn't been thinking about it. He hadn't, you know what I mean, um, been even like this is, even in, even in his mind, that was something that he thought he would do, right? So just to tell you, one of you might, or any of you might have this, like, I've known for a long time I was supposed to adopt. And the other person in your marriage or any of you in the room might be like, I didn't know that. I, didn't, I don't think that. So don't ever be like, well, if I didn't have it my whole life, then I, it's not for me, okay? Like anything, actually, any promise of God. I love it when people are like, I knew that I was called to ministry from a really young age, and then I, I love it even more when people are like, yeah, I was doing this, this, and this, and then God stopped everything and said, you're called to ministry. And I was in my late 40s, you know, and I'm like, that's the kingdom, right? It's never, we all know everything. We all go with it. But there is these things that God does for us to surprise us and encourage us. So those of you who have had things from the beginning, hold to those. There are promises that you know that God gave you a really long time ago, and you've kind of put aside, or you're, I don't know if it's going to happen. Take them off the shelf, dust them off, and ask God about them again, right? And then there are some of you who are like, it came out of left field, and I had no idea God had this for me. Well, please pay attention to that too, right? <laughs> because they are both there, and it's crazy. And I love I know I keep saying this, but I do believe this is a word. This is just going to be a prophetic rambling day. So I just want you guys to know that. I hope you're all okay. Kurt's very linear. I can be linear, just not today. Um, but <laughs> this other thing is, is your life is not over because you're older. Okay, and I, I know a lot of you know that, but I, I felt, again, like there's something else coming there's something else coming, and you're going to get surprised with another thing the Lord has for you to do. And you may have thought about it before. It might be completely new, but you actually will have everything you need to do it. Um, so don't be like, I'm too old, or it's over, I did that before, or whatever. There's just something new coming. So for those of you who have agreed with the lie, well, I should have done that earlier, right? Or I should have, I could have, but now I can't. Um, I just, yeah. That's a lie. It's time to step out. There's new things to come. And, um, and there are some of you who are going to step into something completely different than you've ever done before. And you're actually going to have a grace, uh, like heavy grace. You're going to be like, this is so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, so much. So, yeah. And um, write those books, too, guys, by the way. Um, okay. So we decide we're going to do this adoption thing. And, um, you know, and Greg's like, okay, we'll hear God, we'll do it. And I'm literally like, I will be forfeiting part of my destiny if we do not do this. Like, you don't know. Like, you know, and if any of you guys know me, I, I can be passionate sometimes, you know. And so, um, especially when I'm like hearing God or it's something that I really like. And so I am like, we're going to, you know, and, and he's just like, um, okay, cool. You know, we're going to hear God in the right time. 
finally there was a moment, and it was almost like, um, like we had just seen a pregnancy test. We were sitting there, we're brushing our teeth next to each other and talking, and I was just about to go on a trip somewhere, and um, he looks at me in the mirror, and he's like, it's time. And we hadn't even been talking about adoption that day, or, you know, that. And I put my toothbrush down, and I knew exactly what he was talking about. I knew, okay, our baby, it's time. It's, it's happening, you know? And it was this moment, um, there, and so this is the beginning. These moments of just surreal experiences with the presence of God. And I felt in that moment, the presence of God came, right? So right around that time, I'd had a dream about a son um, that someone, you know, how dreams are weird. Our whole family, we're hiking up a mountain, and then it's like out of Lord of the Rings. The door opens, and this person walks out and hands me this beautiful child and puts him in my arm. And it's like, because you got your home study done, here's your son. And so home studies you have to have if you're fostering or adopting. So I knew it was not like a baby that I was going to have. It was, there was a different way, still my baby. And, um, and so from the beginning, I was like, it's time. This is our son. I know we're, it's, it's happening. It's all, it's, we're moving forward. And then God took us on this incredibly prophetic journey of just really, it felt like it was a treasure hunt. And it felt like we were on this adventure with God that was terrifying and exciting to find our son to find our child, right? And, um, and there was a lot of crazy things that happened. A lot of times where God spoke to us and it was so clear and then times where it was like there was so much opposition, um, so much opposition and there were times where we got to the end of the ourselves. So God is speaking. We're hearing all these confirmations. All this exciting stuff is happening. We're moving forward um, and we're like, yeah, it's all gonna happen. And then we find out Oh, the agency that we feel God's leading us to in all these different places is going to be about 45 grand. Okay? Right? So then you're like, well, no wonder nobody, everybody doesn't adopt because this is a lot of money. Okay? And it was. And I sat there and I was like, this is so much money. How are we going to do it? We had people literally like, that's so dumb. You can have a baby for free. You know, whatever. Like, I mean, like, we had people telling us all sorts of crazy stuff, right? And by the way, you cannot have a baby for free. They are really expensive. Really expensive. Any way you try to have a baby is expensive. Okay, and um, so we were, you know, we were just like, gosh, just these things that we didn't expect, right? Sometimes we hear God, and we get so full of faith, and we're so excited, and then we're like, whoa, but I, I didn't sign up for that right? Oh, yeah, 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 God, we're going to adopt, and I'm having this dream, and we got to find our son, and oh, but it's, it's $45,000? I don't know. Maybe we didn't hear God, right? Now, I didn't realize that, and it happens so often. We hear God, and then something comes at us that we didn't factor into the plan, right? And we're like, oh, maybe now I'm not hearing God, right? And so I remember sitting with God and having that conversation. I didn't realize we don't make any money. I don't know what we're going to do. This is maybe not right. I'm going to go with this other agency. And then it was like, God was like, this is the one. This is the one. And I remember him sitting me down one time and he was like, if any one of your birth children needed a surgery to save their lives, that was $45,000, you would sell a kidney to make it happen. So why would you in any way think that this child is any different? And at that point I was like, cool, you're absolutely right. I'm full of faith for a minute or two, um, <laughs> right? 
And so then we're praying and we start making a plan. How much can we save? What can we do? How can we fundraise? Because we really did. Greg really had this word of the Lord that it would be debt-free, that God was going to take care of that, that this is adoption, debt-free, that we were going to walk away and it wasn't going to be years of paying it off. I mean, though we were willing to, if that's what he told us to do, but he was going to do it debt-free. So there's these moments we're planning. Everything is taking longer than it should have. I don't know if anybody has ever watched the show, This Is Us. First season is out. Literally, it's a show about this family and they adopt. And even like, there's all this other drama too, but that was the main part of it for me. And I'd be sitting there watching it every week, just crying. <laughs> like, God, when is it going to happen? What about us? What about my baby? And I remember I, I would go out and I'd walk every day and be like, gosh, when is it going to happen? Listening to like worship music that's all about it. And I mean, just going, this is too hard. <laughs> God, like this is taking too long. It's too hard. Um, but there was something inside of us that was so determined that this was going to happen. So in the meantime, you have this delay, right? You're having this waiting and this ta- things are taking longer and the, the finances aren't coming in, you know, all the different reasons. And then we started having people tell us, hey, you know what, it's really cute that you want to do this, but we don't, we don't know if it's a good idea. Um, one woman <laughs> that um, I, I was working for, she actually sat me down and said, I kind of feel like, um, you know, the best thing for you is to stop this process. Stop the process. I don't think it's good for your career um, and, and your calling and what God has for you. You don't, need a, you don't need another baby. I mean, this is a spirit-filled Christian person telling me that they think they know the word of the Lord for my life with the adoption. Um, I wanted to, though I didn't punch her in the face. No. Um, okay. <laughs> don't tell people what you, the will of the God is for their lives. Okay? Just don't ever do that. Um, especially when it's something so negative. I mean, just prophetic 101. Don't do that. Like, just don't. Okay? But it's still, we're getting other people questioning, um, and, and not Greg's immediate family. But in Australia, adoption is not something that's, that people do. It's really kind of like not a big deal. So people are very unfamiliar with it. So we have people in his family literally being like, why in the world would you do that? Like pretty much saying you guys are dumb. It's too much money. I mean, like stuff like that where we did not expect there to be this kind of opposition from people in our lives, right? Um, and I, I have called them for years with anything, not just the adoption, but these well-intending dream crushers, right? They're not vicious. They're not malicious. They just don't understand. And they really do think, I have a, I'm intending something good for you. But, you know, they're actually coming against what God is saying for you, right? And it's a tricky thing to navigate. And I got to a point where I was just like, okay, Lord, I am really discouraged. Like, I don't feel, it had been like a week and a half of just one thing after the other with people we thought were for us. Like, places we really thought we're going to get, so, these people are going to be excited. That we're going to get some, not, not even financial, but just it's emotional support. And I mean, it was just like one door after the other. And it started really feeling like we're on our own with this. And, um, and I remember really feeling like, this is taking a really long time, and I'm so tired. And I just, I do not know, like, 
what we're supposed to do anymore, God. Like, I'm at the end of myself. I'm at the end of myself believing that you're going to show up because it feels like all of hell is against us right now. And I know sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, there's opposition. You should be encouraged. You never feel encouraged in opposition like that. I'm sorry. Maybe you're supposed to. I did not. I was just like, this sucks. This is really hard. And, um, and that night, I had a dream, right? So this is, I'm at the end of myself. God might be trying to speak to be, me about the next thing. The kingdom might be trying to come into my life and direct it. But my oil was gone, right? I did not have, like this reserve that I could pull from and say, okay, God, what are you going to say, right? I was sick because my hope was deferred, and I did not know how to pull that hope back in. And, um, and we, I, I don't know if anybody else gets like that, but that's where I was at, and I did not know what to do. So I have this dream, and the dream is that I'm on the phone with somebody, right? And um, th- th- I'm talking to this person, and I'm saying, you know it's going to be okay, because there are more that are for you than those that are against you. There are more that are for you than, than the, the, those ones, the, how they have them. You know, whatever is coming against you, there's more that are for you. And, um, and then I think, you know, as I'm hanging up my phone, I sure hope she believed me. And I realized in my dream I was talking to myself. Okay, you know how dreams are like that. So I wake up the next morning, and I'm like, well, that's kind of encouraging uh, I don't know. You know, you just, I, I don't know. You get to that point where you're like, I need that oil. I need that hope. And I'm getting a little bit, a, like little trickle, but I need something else. So I sit down and I open up a 21-day devotional for this organization that I had written, right? And I, I'm looking at it and I open it and <laughs> the scripture at the top of the devotional is, there are more that are for you than that are against you, right? So I have a dream where I'm telling myself this and I'm literally telling myself this from when I wrote it ages ago. And I was like, okay, God. There are more that are for me. There are more than those that are against us or perceived to be against us. Because, guys, you know, you can look at this whole story in 2 Kings, right? And it says, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early. This is 2 Kings, sorry, 6, um, 15. The next morning, in, um, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, my Lord, what shall we do, the servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them or those that are against us. And Elisha prayed, and his eyes opened so that he may see the servant. Then the Lord, yeah, then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw hills full of horses and chariots uh, fire all around Elijah. Now, it was encouraging, but I think this thing we need to remember, just a little side note, is also if you go to uh, Joshua 5, 13, Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword. In his hand, Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? And neither, he replied. So, God's encouraging me, saying, there's more that are for you than are against you. But by the way, I'm not for either of you. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, these people are saying these things, but I think it's important for us to understand that he doesn't choose sides. God is actually ready for everybody. And so this situation, God wanted to do adoption. He wanted to bring it forth. He wanted to do something. So the, those that were opposing it were not in maybe alignment with what God was doing, right? I needed to know that, that I wasn't wrong. I needed to know encourage that God was for me. But I, we all need to be careful when we get that kind of encouragement that it doesn't mean that God is now against the others. 
right? So important because we'll do that. Oh, God's for me, so then I can do anything and everything, and all those people are wrong. And God's like, by the way, no, I'm for them as well. I'm not actually against either of you. Okay, so a little side note, but it's important for us to remember that. Okay, so this happens, and as I'm sitting there with the Lord, and I now have told myself this word two times, um, I realize there are things we do when we are full of energy, spiritual energy, emotional energy, um, where we start, like, it's easy to pull from heaven, right? So I, in a place, when I was writing this, you know, devotional, was storing up oil, right? I was storing something up. And so take the times that you do hear God, where you're feeling his presence, where you're getting revelation, and steward it well, right? If you write those prophetic words down or those dreams or the things that God is giving you, that is a, a practical way to store it up, right? You're building intimacy with him and you're connecting with him and it's easy. And then there are times that it's hard. So then you pull from the times it was easy, right? Stones of remembrance were put in the Bible for the nation of Israel because there are times you don't remember unless you have something that tells you to remember, right? The nation didn't remember. They, they, you know, and that was what always took them off the path, right? That was what, oh, now you're outside because you're a foolish virgin who didn't have your oil, right? But it's this practice we have of remembering and turning back and, when, and stewarding, storing up when it's easy, when we're full of faith, when there's things going on that then we can pull from it later. So this is just a practical way that I learned it in this season. Okay, so then our... Um, our journey continues. We are starting to raise the funds. We're starting to do it little by little. We're saving like crazy. We know that God has this word. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it debt-free, right? And then and now I have this word of there's more that are for us that are against us. And I am sitting there, you know, asking the Lord, what does that mean? And he says, start making a list of every person who's prayed. Start making a list of every person who's given. $5, $500, make a list. So I start making a list. And I start realizing, wow, there are a lot of people that are for us. There are a lot of people. By the end of the adoption process, that list of people was over 400, right? So you get these few people that are really loud that are saying they're in opposition, and then you realize there's an army. So not only was heaven for this, but there was an army of people. And I cannot wait till my son is old enough and I can actually hand him that list and say, yeah, you could come under feeling like you were rejected or you were abandoned. And, you know, those things that I think all of us walk through, but people who have been adopted can walk through it a little bit more, right? I think it's, I think it's all of us, right? We're all orphans in some way. Um, but, and hand him that list and say, but look what is so much greater. There was an army of people that were for you before they even knew you, right? Like, and, um, and again, it's that remembrance piece of, like, God's got you. And not just all of heaven is for you, but God is placing people around each and every one of us to say, we are for you. An army of people who are willing to do what they need to do to see the kingdom of God come in our lives, right? To see the kingdom of God come in my son's life. I mean, 
it's just amazing. So it has been this thing, and this almost anthem. I've just prayed over him since that time because I needed that, that encouragement. But yet, so much more of, of what God spoke to me over him and, and what happened. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, um, that was amazing. It's been amazing. I'll tell you guys. It's been hard, as I've explained already. And even you have people around you. Uh, I have a good friend who was like, I want to do a fundraiser for you. And then she's like, nothing's happening. Is this going to happen? Like, it was in it. <laughs> and she didn't know that I had had this dream about a little boy, right? And, um, and so she's like, one day I'm pr- she was praying. Again, this is armies of people that are for us, praying for us when we don't have the faith to pray for ourselves or we're getting discouraged. And she, and she felt like God said, he needs to get to their family. You've got to do the fundraiser. And so she comes to me and she's like, I'm doing a fundraiser. I'm putting this on. I'm getting the word out. Like, you, you, this, this baby has got to get to your family. Not telling me it was a boy until later, but again, it was like people, we link arms with each other, right? So again, not every one of you is going to adopt, but every one of you is contending for something, right? And there are those moments where we need to pull from that oil, and then there's a, those moments where we need somebody else to come alongside and say, this is real, it's okay that you're freaking out and you're doubting at the end of your, and you feel like you're at the end of your faith, but here's my faith that you can lean into because I'm going to believe for you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to stand with you. you know? And so let us be those, that answer to people's prayers, right? Let us be people that are going to say, I'm going to believe when you can't believe anymore. I will get a word from God for your situation because that's what, how the body works. That's how the army works, right? We cover each other. We fight for each other. So we do this fundraiser. It's great. No money comes in, really. <laughs> but we were encouraged. Um, so, you know, we're, but little by little, we start, we're saving. We're, like, doing all these kind of things. And, um, and so this is now the end of de- December, the beginning of December. And, you know, I am just like, when is this going to happen? Like, I, I actually liken it to when I was at the end of my pregnancy, and I was like, I cannot be pregnant anymore. Get this baby out of me. You know, it was kind of like that same feeling, which you really have no control over. You know, like you want that baby out of you, but it's not going to come out of you until the right time. But that's how it felt. I was like, there has to be something. I am like at the end. And, um, and we still needed about $25,000, $26,000. So, you know, it's a big stretch at this point. It's like, okay, here we go. You know, it's a, it's the stretch. We don't know what we're going to do. And, um, and I'm like, okay, debt-free, but God, maybe there's a way. I mean, I'm just negotiating. I don't know if any of you guys try to do that with God too. How about this? And what about this, God? And maybe we could do it this way. And he's like, stop it already, Harmony. Um, but sometimes I think he's in a negotiation too because it can build intimacy with, with him, right? Like, I don't know if you guys have your kids ever do that where you're like, no more sugar tonight. And then they're like, well, what if I, you know, do the trash, or I, you know, make my bed, whatever it is, and then you're like, oh, you're so precious, of course you can have more sugar, and then you're like, I am such a pushover, but I love you, and now we're closer, you know, but uh, (laughs) hopefully uh, I haven't scarred you for life with my indecision as a parent. Okay, no, um, (laughs) oh, it's okay, we have therapy funds for our kids, so it'll be fine. Um, All right, so, (laughs) but but we're sitting, Greg has his quiet time, and he comes to me, and he's like, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like God's saying, take, take out a home equity line of credit for the adoption. And, um, and, and it really, in some ways, felt like, okay, well, if God says he's going to do it debt-free, 
why would we take out a home equity line? Why would we do this? You know, um, because this is what God said. Now, I'm going to give you kind of the end of the story before, but sometimes God adds to the words that he's given you. Sometimes he, he puts a different step in there that you didn't understand, you didn't, you wouldn't have made sense at the beginning. So, you know, you don't know what to do, right? Again, that lends to relationship and intimacy, not this is how it is, and this is always how it is, and now I know. Because he wants us to be in step with him daily. Like you look at the Lord's Prayer, right? Give us our day, this daily bread, or give, give us our daily bread, this day, depending on what version. But there's a daily connection with him, right? And so when we have these callings, we have these purposes that God puts in our hearts, or these things we want to do, adding relationship to that and letting it ebb and flow and become alive versus this is how it always is, right? Because if we know that we know that we know that this is what God said, then we actually don't need him to keep speaking to us, right? And so it's that, hey, let's do this together. So he gets this word. We're going to take out a home equity line of credit. And um, I was like, okay, great, because I'm ready. Like, I (laughs) I didn't, like, you know, I thought, well, God said this, but you know what? At this point, I want my baby. Like, I am at the end. I'm so done being pregnant. Like, I'm ready. So I honestly did not think a lot about it. I was like, okay, cool. We do that. Then we go, um, we decide we're going to go, like, live with the agency or active. So we go active two days after Christmas, and then we get a call right at the end of January. No, no, okay, so two days after Christmas, we get a call on the, on the 2nd of January saying, hey, we have a baby. We have a baby for you, and, um, and we, Greg and I had had this debate. I had had this dream. I felt like it was a boy. Um, he loves his daughter. I mean, he does love his sons too, don't get me wrong, but like there is something so special that he has with our daughter. It's just incredible. So he's like, I just want another daughter so bad. So we were like going back and forth. Who is actually hearing God? Me or you, you know, or whatever. And um, by the way, we did adopt a son. So now, you know, Um, just, (laughs) 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 so, um, so we're going back and forth. And then finally we just decide, Hey, you know what? We could never choose our children's gender, you know, that, that are where our birth children. So let's just approach it the same. Here we go, open hands. We don't, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever it was. And so we get a call about a little girl, right? Now, I had known a lot about adoption and some of these rough situations, but this was the first time it hit this close to home. But we get a call, and they say, hey, we have a little girl. She was just born on the 31st. She's in the hospital. Her mom walked in off the street and has been on crystal meth the entire pregnancy. Um, she's, they go through all the different things that had happened with her, and they say to us, you guys are the only people in our system who said that you would consider this. What we're trying to do is convince the mom who has six other children already in the foster care system if she would just, like, give this one for adoption so that it didn't have to stay in the system. Um, would you guys consider it? Like, you need to be down here 24 hours if, if it happens. And we were both like, okay, we'll pray about it. But you know what I mean? We're just going to say yes to him at this point, right? I mean, again, being the answer to our own prayers in this is we have been praying about the abortion laws, right? That God would save children and mothers from abortion, right? And there was a point where God's like, okay, now do something about it. 
and this is how you're going to do it, right? So we never went in being like, we're going to do it, but on our terms, <laughs> right? Everybody can choose how they do it, but like we said, hey, we'll take any situation, any gender, any race, whatever it is, because we are just trying to save a baby's life, right? We are just trying to be the answers to our own prayers on this level. And so however God wants to use us to do it, we'll do that, right? And so obviously, end of that story, the mom ended up deciding to keep her baby and put her into the system. But it was the first time I think it hit me how broken it is sometimes out there. You know what I mean? Like, I think we all have brokenness, um, and, and that, but that's somebody's reality. You know what I mean? That I, I just have child after child after child, and I'm addicted to drugs. And, you know, there's just no, almost like no way of stopping this downward spiral this woman was in. So I know for a fact that God, that wasn't our child, obviously, but God allowed us to get a little bit closer and see something that we are not familiar with or that we're insulated from, right? Like, we do insulate ourselves from other people's realities because, well, this is what I know, and it's in front of me, and this is easy, um, and, and change that. And I don't know what God's going to do with that for us in the future, but it did, it did teach us something pretty massive. So um, two days later, we get another call. So then they tell us she decided, she decided to keep the baby, you know, in the, whatever sense that means. And, but by the way, we have another baby. Now, we did not know that the amount of children that needed homes at this point. They don't, you know, they t- don't tell you that. They're, they're being really professional. When you're ready, you come in and all that. But they're like, oh, yeah, we have a lot. You know, we have a lot of babies. And, um, and timing is everything, right? And so, I mean, if we hadn't been listening to God our entire marriage on what time, you know, what we're supposed to adopt, we'd probably have 15, 20 kids. Um, so it's good to be, have balance in your marriage, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. But regardless, we're looking for our son. If it had been any earlier or any later, it would have been a different situation, right? And um, I don't necessarily think we can miss God, especially when we're really trying to do the right thing. But it started confirming to me this treasure hunt. Every step was altered by God, for us to find our son, for us to step into what God had for us. Even when I thought, what the heck? This is too long or this is too hard or whatever it was. And so we, um, we go through the process. They call us and they say, hey, we have another one. And we know we just talked to you a couple days ago, but here's another one. And I'm on the phone and they're like, hey, um, it's this, this, this. And God kept telling us when it's going to happen, it's going to happen suddenly. And I'm like, Suddenly, like a million, a thousand years is like a day to you, so it feels like a thousand years. I don't get your suddenly. I'm just going to say, God, I don't get it. It's taking too long. And so he kept saying that, you know, to us, and I know, I was just, I just had a bad attitude. But, um, you know, it was just like, okay, they call and they say, hey, we have a little boy for you. And I'm like, yep, I was right. You know, um, <laughs> I just knew. As soon, I, like, I, I, I knew that I knew that I knew it was, he was ours. This was my son. Whew. Oh, there's just nothing like it, you guys. Like, there really isn't. When you believe God and you contend and then you, something shows up that beautiful, you know? And it's like, yeah. Like, I tell him every day, I've known about you since before your birth mom was born. That's how, how much God loves you. That he started talk, talking to me about you when I was a little girl. 
you know, and there's these things you hold on to. We get when we're kids or we get when we're young and, and we think like, oh, this is what, how it's going to happen. And then it happens so much longer away than we initially thought from when we initially thought. But there is nothing like when you've had a dream in your heart for almost your whole life and then it happens and you're like, how can there not be a God? <laughs> you know, like, how can there not? It's just, yeah, it's so incredible. So we get on the phone, and I just know. And they say, oh, and by the way, uh, he's due in the, at the end of January, so like four weeks. Like, he's coming. And I'm like, okay, boy, suddenly, wow. I, I just know this is it. So I say yes before I even talk to my husband, which it was fine. He was fine with it because of all this work we had done ahead of time. And I'm like, yeah, we're in. We'll do it. So then we're going to have a meeting, um, all this stuff. And we start realizing, oh, my gosh, this is happening, and we need a lot of money. But the home equity line of credit is in place. So it's kind of like, okay, God, you said debt-free. We have this backup. We don't know what you're all saying, but we're going. This is our son, and we are going to do, we're going to move heaven and earth to get to him. Like nothing is going to stop us. Um, and I feel that way about all of my children. But there are these moments where I was like, we're doing it. I will do whatever. Like, I will move out of my home, or I will scrub floors, or I will sell a kidney. I don't know what it is, but I will do anything to get to my kid. And God's like, yeah, that's how I feel about you. You know, there were just these moments of, like, this other level of revelation of the love of God for me, right, for you, for the body of Christ. It was, yeah, it's, it was just a phenomenal time. And so, we're like, we need all this money. Okay, we're trying to like put it out on Facebook. We're trying to figure out all these different things to, you know, get the, get the money in. And, um, and then we're going to have a meeting. She did, the birth mom was in high school, super young, um, walked into the clinic days, like not days, but like weeks into her pregnancy. And she said, I was raised in the foster care system. I'm not doing that to my baby. I'm not going to have an abortion. Uh, but I also know that I can't raise this baby. So I need help. And so from the beginning, at, you know, 16 years old, walked in and was like, the determination that she had and the understanding, like, that woman is a hero in our family, right? Because it's not just about the children. It's about those mamas who have to make that decision. And the thing we loved about the organization, the agency we used, was that they say, these moms come in, they take care of them completely, they do you know, counseling, they do nutrition, they pay for all their bills, you know, they take care of everything, they do even job training if they need it. And they say two out of every three moms that come in end up feeling empowered and equipped enough to keep their children. And um, I thought that's something I can get behind too because it is just as much about those mamas and those birth daddies as it is about those babies. And, um, and so, yeah, this birth mama, like I said, she's legendary in our family. The fact that she could make those decisions with almost zero support um, in her own life is phenomenal. I mean, that's the Lord. And that's an answer to our prayers, right? When we pray that God would intervene when people could have an abortion, and instead, that's a 16-year-old having the strength to say, this is not what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, we, yeah, everything's starting to move. We think we're going to have a meeting with the birth mom, um, you know, about 10 days later um, from this, and we find out that she was at school and her water broke. Baby's on the way. 
right? So we're like, there's another suddenly that we were not expecting. We thought we had four weeks, and now it's, you know, it's 10 days in. It's, we're now cut off from the time we thought we had. So then it's like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. And there's a few people that are like, hey, we want to give. We want to help you out. And um, we just decide, you know what? This is our son. We got to get there. Like I said, move heaven and earth to get to him. So we jump in the car, and it's Friday, and um, it's, we knew it was going to take two days to drive down there. We had to spend extra time. We were in, it was in Georgia. We had to spend extra time down there just because you have to stay in the state for a certain amount of time. So we're like, we're going to drive instead of fly. And, um, you know, we get in the car, and it's like, we still need about 20 grand. And it was like, okay, God, here we go. By the time we drove, we drove to pick him up Monday morning, all the money had come in. It was like Christmas. I mean, like, yeah. Just one person after the other calling us saying, how much more do you need? We have this for you. What, you know, texting, emailing. I mean, it was like, like I said, this army of people said, we're doing it, right? So they're all like, we're mailing the check. We're mailing the check now. I'm calling them. I'm giving the money. I mean, like, all these people are like sending the money. We get there. We pick them up. And they say, okay, hey. Um, and we're like, all the money's come in. Like, this is amazing. We did it all. And they're like, that's great. But you can't actually, you can't have custody over him until all, the, all these legal fees are paid. So it, you have, all this has to be paid. And none of the checks were there yet because it was just two days of people mailing it over the weekend. Um, but yet, we had a home equity line of credit that we could pull from to write that check. And then once all the money came in, they reimbursed us that money, so we spent no money at all. Right? So God was like, hey, Yes, I'm going to do it debt-free, but there's some caveats, so pay attention, right? Take care and do that. And it would have changed everything if we couldn't have done that, but yet that was that piece there. And there was no debt that was taken because we, all the checks came in. We got reimbursed before even the, uh, in, not insurance, interest, thank you, I'm all the, whatever, um, was even needed, right? God showed up. And so... I just, I know it's like story time with Harmony today or whatever you want to call it, but it was very strong. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, it's a testimony. And there was a reason you needed that, right? There's a reason I need to keep saying it because I got to keep reminding myself of the goodness of God, right? If he can do that and that. So it's this piece of do we store up and how do we store up, right? We remember, we remember his goodness. We remember his faithfulness. We link arms with other people when our oil is running dry, right? We cannot get it from anybody else. It's, we have to win it ourselves. We have to build it ourselves. But there are moments that, yeah, we can lean into others, and people can stand with us and fight for us. And so as you are contending for things, know there is an army for you. And sometimes you have to put out the cry, I need it. I need some help. And people are going to get words for you that is exactly the, like, like the, the conduit of the faith that you need to keep believing, you know, and vice versa. You're going to get those words. You're going to get those things for other people. So, yeah, to wrap up, keep standing. Let God modify things, you know, and change them because it comes out of relationship and intimacy. And adopt. <laughs> maybe or help somebody but there is an adoption fund here there's a group of people that because we love this as a church because we feel like this is something that God has called us as a church to do there is money put aside to help people adopt right because you put your money where your mouth is 
right? You say, we're going to do it. So there will be prayer, there will be support, there will be those kind of things, um, fostering, adopting, whatever. But it's just, yeah, let's just keep moving forward in this, whatever it is that God has for us. So thanks, Adam. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support, and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church, where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.